Hi guys. Hey guys, Mark here. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rachel's mom, Ruth. That's my mom. <laughs> oh yeah. So obviously, having Rachel's mom here, we're gonna do our cornerstone connection together. Family because how fun is that? Hey guys, today's reading came out of Mark, and it was in chapter six, verses one to twenty-nine. And so a couple of really awesome parts in here, um, from Jesus being rejected in his hometown, all the way down to we have this amazing picture of of, of John the Baptist and and how and how he how he died in such a grotesque and and, and amazing is the word you wanted to use? Amazing way? A horrible way? Horrible. Yes. Awful. Yes. <laughs> Weird. Creepy. All the things. Well, all the things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that really stood out to me in the passage was um, when Jesus was rejected in his hometown, and they immediately began to cite his family. They said, uh, brother of James, and it's not, in my translation, it looks like Jose, but it's not Jose. Joseph. Joseph, that's right. Joseph and Judas and Simon and he has all all of this all these family members, right? And, and it is kind of like for me it kind of struck a chord because it feels like it's hardest sometimes to share to share Christ with your family. Yeah, like, I think I think that's definitely true because they're the ones who know you. They know the the bad side of you, you know. Yeah. They see you when um, you know, horrible things are happening. Even though Jesus obviously never sinned, mm -hmm. you know, the, the people in that town, this wasn't his family rejecting him at that point. It was his neighbors, his people in his town that knew him were like, um, aren't you just one of those kids that are the carpenter's sons? Like, eh, you probably are not that special. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It reminded me of a story of, I remember uh, one time uh, when I was in my, my very young 20s and um, I had, I was a, I was a believer. And so I had reached out and invited my brother to come to church and he had not been to church in like a lot of years. And so I remember I took him to, we called it the X factor. Um, it was, uh, it was a blatant, uh, trademark ripoff of the show. It was, uh, it was like a Gen X service. So everything was like candles and black tablecloth. Oh, and it was like a ooh. guitar only worship. And it was very hip and cool. And all in of your nineties, all of your parents will understand how cool that really is right uh it was it was if you were a gen xer you were like yes uh but no so how i did your but, brother feel about I, but, well it was interesting because he said he was like it, it was he said everybody was just off doing their own thing mm. that's what he was like he was like there was no he was like i didn't i didn't get anything from that because mm. everybody just seemed to be at their own groups with their own cliques doing stuff and uh but it was like, it, I remember like, it was frustrating for me because I was like, really nothing about Jesus in there at all for really? Uh, but yet I, it was just, you know, it was just one of the, one of the hardest things I think to, to reach out and to speak kind of like what you were saying to your mm -hmm. family because mm -hmm. you can't hide from your family. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's definitely, definitely true. I've always thought of this passage, the part that's interesting to me is when, um, Jesus sent out the 12, um, on their missionary journey. Yeah. And I always thought like, you know, we don't know a ton about the disciples at this point. You know, this is not the apostle level disciples yet you know when peter speaks mm. and three thousand come to know christ this is this is like the doubting peter right. stage <laughs> right. and the like is it time to you know conquer the romans and is it mm. you know they're they're still kind of figuring out what christ has really come to do and yet this is when um you know jesus sends them out 
and just says, just keep going to town to town. If they don't like you in this town, just keep going, go to another town, heal people, cast out demons. And I can imagine that if I had been one of the disciples at this point, I would have been really nervous about this because yeah. we've seen Jesus do these things, but mm. not us, <laughs> right? you know? And so I think that would have been pretty intimidating. And then as it happened, I think that would have been mm. something that would have sparked the interest of wanting to spend the rest of your life in that mission field as well. Yeah, I like the verse that says, and if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust on your feet as a testimony against them. Mm -hmm. And there's a sense of just, you move to the next town. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think, um, you know, we have several growth groups that have, that have launched and even some brand new growth groups. And there can be, it can be difficult sometimes in ministry when you have that one bad experience. Mm. And it can be tempting, I think, to let that just kind of like shut you down in ministry. But, but clearly, like, like what Jesus is even telling his first 12 apostles is people will reject you. Like some people will 100% reject you and shake off your feet and move to the next town and keep doing the work of yeah. God. But I mean, on the same side that there were people that rejected them, there were also people that took them in and provided for them because Jesus told them, don't pack a lot of things, don't pack your extra clothes, don't right. pack all your food, you will be provided for. So as many people as were saying, no, we don't want to listen to you, there were others that accepted, you know, and brought them into their homes and took care of them while they were doing this mission. Mm. That's awesome. So. Well, hey guys, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.